0: what am i doing an intro what do you want me to say all
1: right welcome to another episode of life since fourth grade i'm your host jerome and i'm joined here by
0: hello my name's tommy good to be here
1: yeah, so Tommy's a special guest. Uh, Tommy actually has a podcast of his own. You could go ahead, take this time to promote yourself.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. So my podcast is called One on One. That's one, the number, colon, another one. And then it's easier a little bit right now to find me by Tommy Newsom second. But my podcast is basically every week. It's about 45 minutes to an hour, and we talk about all sorts of different things. Um, I also invite guests onto my show. Kind of got that from Jerome, so shout out to him. But it's a lot of different topics ranging from things about public administration to things about what's going on in the world around us and just kind of stories and fun stuff like that.
1: All right. So people
0: know how to spell Tommy. I don't know if they'll know how to spell Newsom correctly. That's fair. Yeah, I should clarify. So N as in Nancy, E-W-S-O-M as in Mary. Often misconception is that there's an E on the end, that's false, not with my name. Got it, got it.
1: All right, so, and another thing with your name, Tommy is actually your full name.
0: Yeah. Not Thomas. Nope, not, not Tom Tom. Nope. Well, no. sometimes I get nicknames like Tom Tom or Noodle or Tom or other things, but yeah, just Tommy Newsome, I guess the second technically, because my dad's the OG, if you will. But, yeah, yeah. Yes. And y'all decided not to go with Junior, no, so i don't really know a lot of backstory i've been meaning to catch up and find out more about that but another interesting part about it, my on my street there are two people also named tommy and he is tommy jr and his dad is tommy senior basically mm-hmm. but i don't know what why they decided to do junior instead of the second so. Got it. cool black dispute
1: Yeah, so I haven't actually podcast in a while, and I know like some of the faithful listeners are probably thinking, oh man, this guy's a jerk. He said that he was going to podcast more because on my birthday uh, when I turned 30, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I need to get better at this and putting more out there, but I was too busy living life and everything instead of taking time to sit down and share the stories like I normally do, but here I am back with another episode. People said it wasn't going to be done, but those people are haters and they are now wrong. Uh, But as always, we have a lot of stuff to cover. We will start with in the news.
0: Have you been keeping up with the news lately? Uh, A little bit more so on like the political side, but not too much about like pop culture.
1: Got it. I'll have a mixture of everything, starting
0: with Starbucks. You're not a big Starbucks drinker, are you? No, but my partner is. So I know about the Starbucks kind of like diversity training. They have I guess it's past Wednesday, past Uh Thursday that they did it. Yeah. They
1: also have increased their prices. Uh, So on their brewed beverages, or their brewed coffees, uh, the prices went up 10 to 20 cents. Here's the thing. It wasn't announced to everyone. So if you went in, you got a surprise as of Tuesday, and the price was 10 to 20 cents more. And that's through 8,000 locations within the U.S. Uh, so with that, a lot of people, whenever they went to check out, they looked at the price on the boards behind them. Nothing mentioned the price increase. It only, it only, uh, rung up as a different price. And a lot of the employees were saying, oh, well, it's ringing up as this. So there's nothing I could really do about it. And some people on Twitter have gotten pretty upset about it saying, oh no, well, I have to choose between, between three gallons of gas or Starbucks coffee. I'm going with three gallons of gas. I was like who's making these decisions? Like, what's going on? And the price of the coffee is like $1.95 to $2.10. So I don't know where you're getting three gallons of gas for $2.10 for. I don't even know where you're
0: getting one gallon for that. Uh, but yeah, how do, you, how do you feel about that? Well, I guess the first part I thought of was, it's, I feel like it might be a marketing ploy. So they just went through this diversity training where every Starbucks employee had to basically make sure that they understood how to meet the needs of any individuals that walk into their store. And I wonder if, A lot of people are like, wow, this is really cool. I might not have bought into Starbucks before, but even for me hearing that they required every single employee in the nation to basically go through it, it kind of made me want to go to Starbucks more. And so I wonder if that's a marketing point to say this is also a way for us to charge more. Still in recognizing it's a business and not necessarily like a nonprofit or anything like that, that was my first thought about it. I think the... Well, I don't know why people are getting gas from me either. Like, the cheapest I've seen <laughs> gas, I think, in Manhattan is maybe two fifty one, right. if you're lucky. So, I, maybe they live in a different state or something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that's interesting that the empo- – I guess did start – I don't know if Starbucks released a statement, but that would be something else I'm interested in because if the employees also didn't know, it seems like if any large company-wide policy that you're going to implement or change, you would also announce, hey, just – so you know, there's a price increase everywhere. So it seems like a weird... That's why I thought it was just a marketing port, because they announced the diversity part but not the uptake in prices
1: got it and the thing is that diversity they're saying that the diversity aspect has and them shutting down for a day has nothing to do correlation wise with the price increase and it's only on those brewed coffee drinks so you still get the lattes frappuccinos and everything else at the same price it's only on like that uh, drip coffee or whatever is is
0: brewed coffee the most popular item to buy or like type of drink to I guess so I'm not really sure I I don't really know much about Starbucks either like I'm a a tea man myself right
1: (laughs) (laughs) all I drink is water um also in the news recently here we had a water taste testing competition uh, where we had different bottles of water as well as faucet water and I was the only person to get a hundred percent on every taste and we had Evian we had um both of those are trash, by the way. We had faucet water and we had the gold standard, Sam's Choice water. So anyone out there have any inkling to try any other water? Don't waste your time. Uh, the the faucet water was trash. Like it had a funky smell, and the thing is, you don't notice it if it's all you're drinking. But if you're comparing it to the other other uh, other ones out there, big difference. But other news, I guess. In um, other things, Philadelphia Eagles, you saw them in the news recently. I did. They said that or a lot of their players said they had no interest in going to see the White House and Donald Trump and things of that nature. But Donald Trump, being the big kid he is, decided, oh, well— You can't fire me because I quit. Because basically he said, "Okay, well, if y'all don't want to come, you're not invited anyway. And then he had a American celebration day at the White House instead. Uh, He they had God bless America, I think, being sung or something like that. Uh, But. Trump didn't notice as he was stumbling over the lyrics, somebody in the crowd was taking the knee. So if you could go back, look up the video, you'll see one guy messing up his khakis, getting a grass stain on him to take that knee in front of the White House. So I appreciated it.
0: In other news, the NBA. Are you a fan of the NBA? It's grown on me in recent years. I didn't used to be. Tell me more. So I think when I originally started, I guess I couldn't figure out a team to follow. Like most people, their hometown is the team they want. The thing is, like, I'm from Colorado. Denver Nuggets <laughs> never been good okay. ever. I think they made the last time they played in the playoffs was maybe 2006, and they got swept in the first round, so it didn't really matter anyway. But recently, I started following the San Antonio Spurs a lot. I'd say recently, probably like late high school, so about 2011, 2012. And for me, I was like, wow, this is a team sport. They're really playing together there's not really a star player like this players you know but it's not just one superstar that kind of controls whether or not the team does well so for me that's when I started following more to watch the Spurs specifically yeah do you have you been keeping up with the finals any i have yep cleveland is up or down i should say yeah right cleveland is down Zero to three, Golden State is up three zero. Yeah, the Warriors, I just hate them. Like I hate them with
1: all of my existence. I don't like that they keep beating my Rockets. I'm telling you, the refs cheated, and my Rockets should have been in the finals and up three nothing, trying to go to get their third championship. But whatever. Uh, Taco Bell is actually giving away Doritos Locos Tacos to everyone in the country since the Warriors beat LeBron and the Cavs. Still. On the road uh, The taco giveaway is set for Wednesday, June 13th From 2pm to 6pm And Taco Bell will give every customer who wants it One Doritos Locos Taco Valued at $1.69 While supplies last No substitutions are allowed And no pre- purchases necessary So if you just want to uh, Give Taco Bell some publicity And give your toilet some attention Feel <laughs> free to head on over to Taco Bell um, Have you been keeping up with the world of rap Or anything like that?
0: I know Kanye released his new album, but I'd say, oh, and there was that, uh, there was a big rivalry that was happening between Drake and, um... Pusha T? Yeah, Pusha T. So that's about the only two things I know.
1: Don't worry. I won't talk about either of those things. But I will inform the audience that the beef between Lil Wayne and Cash Money has now been resolved. Uh, So it's been settled out of court for in the eight figures. uh, Lil Wayne is going to get paid by Universal, not by Cash Money. But this lets him out of his Cash Money deal. And he can now release the card of five. But he has to do it on Universal. Universal felt like they didn't have any problem paying up because they're going to get money and recoup the loss uh, on the upcoming Drake album, as well as the Nicki Minaj album. So it's nothing to them. So uh, Lil Wayne is probably a little bit happier now that he's severed ties with uh, Cash Money, and we will see how this happens or how this turns out for everyone. I don't think Lil Wayne still has it. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think he
0: probably fell off and like this hiatus has done nothing for him. I would agree. I mean, haven't heard it him even on a track since at least
1: 2013 oh really i heard i heard him on like he put out a mixtape recently and um he had a song with drake as well um that was over the um, what is it it's uh, jay-z songs like family Emily, I don't know what it is. It's like Beyonce and Jay-Z on the uh, instrumental or whatnot. But yeah, it's a pretty good song. I mean, Lil Wayne, I still think has lost a step. And actually, when I went back and listened to the Carter 3 and Carter 4, mm-hmm. uh, those weren't that hot. Like the lyrics are pretty like mediocre, especially if you're listening and you listening to it and you're thinking like, okay, like I've had the chance to listen to Kendrick Lamar, to Jay Cole, to Logic, to all these other individuals, they fall short, like fall real short. Uh, so we'll see what he still has in the tank. But June is. Pride Month. That's a quick transition. I didn't mean to not give that a proper (laughs) setup. Uh, But June is Pride Month in America, and the month of June uh, for LGBT Pride has been selected to commemorate uh, the Stonewall riots that occurred in June of 1969. If you're unfamiliar with that, listeners, look up Marsha P. Johnson, and you'll see how a queer, transgendered uh, woman has basically revolutionized Pride By throwing a brick at a cop. Uh, So. It was first recognized, as in the month, uh, was first recognized by Bill Clinton. He was the first president to declare June as Gay and Lesbian Pride Month on June 11th, 1999. And then from there, a lot of businesses and other entities decided to follow suit and also celebrate and um, shine a light on some of the things that the LGBT community is doing and also trying to make this more just an equal world. However, they are still are, there are still plenty of trolls out there that just can't get in the head that... So so what someone else likes does nothing to you or how someone else is born has no effect on you. And I don't know why it's such a big deal. But when some companies have gone to social media networks to say, hey, like uh, just posting something like in literature that reflects LGBT uh, culture or things of that nature are the lifestyle and stuff like that. People have commented, oh, well, this company supports anal sex, or this company is is not down, or when is a heterosexual month, or when is Christians month? And I just don't get it. Like, it it doesn't make sense to me. I don't know how you feel on the subject, so I'll ask you how you feel about it.
0: Yeah. I, I like to use, I guess, kind of questions that kind of put it in perspective. So, like, one of the questions I always say is, well, I know, especially living in Manhattan, Kansas, a lot of people like country music. Me, not about it. Right. But... People like to go dancing and dance to country music and do those sorts of things. And so I say, like, well, I like hip-hop music. Does that bother you? And typically they're like, nah, it's just not my thing. like, cool. Well, I'm not gay or I am not lesbian either, and it doesn't bother me. How come that is a difference for you? Right. And I think that helps put it in perspective. I think that the—I guess I didn't realize that people really thought that much. Like, I've been seeing them on Facebook, too, about— why isn't there Christianity Month or why isn't there these things? I think part of it's coming from that place of privilege as well, but I also think that it's almost like a way to draw attention away from the actual cause and saying, like, well, I don't want to focus this attention or make sure people are starting to build awareness, but it's kind of almost revert and trying to take back that awareness and saying, like, maybe if we distract people and have these arguments going on, then they're not focusing on the actual issues or the awareness that's needed for the LGBT community
1: right right and it's pointless It's it's like whatever i decide to take in has no effect on you like me eating a steak isn't gonna make you poop any different right Right. so like (laughs) it it has no effect on anything that you do but you just want to have some kind of say in it so it doesn't really make sense what phone company do you have verizon um are you happy with your service with verizon So far, I mean, it's a consistent bill each month, I guess. Do you pay yourself or are you on a family plan? I pay myself. Okay, well... Sprint is offering a $15 a month unlimited talk, text, and data plan for customers willing to switch from another carrier. The plan is for a family plan uh, for four lines, so about $60 a month plus taxes uh, for a limited time, as long as you're open to switching over and porting your number with Sprint. Now, with this, the deal doesn't include a mobile hotspot feature or tethering several devices, no free Hulu, no HD video streaming, and uh, other things are you're not able, avail- you're not able to leave phones uh, to own them or something like that. Uh, But what I hate about this is that it's uh, it's no benefit for people that are already on Sprint. So I already have a Sprint contract. It's like, oh, well, why can't I get a cheaper bill? I mean, I don't use the free Hulu or whatnot. I don't even know how to set that up currently, but I have the unlimited everything, I guess. So I I don't even know if it's cheaper to jump to that from what I have, but it seems like it is. uh, Because I think their current plan is like $100 a month as opposed to the uh, $60 a month. So if you're ever interested, you can feel free to make the jump to Sprint. Question for you. Do you think
0: that it actually makes a difference what... I guess phone company you use when they say like we have 99% coverage or we have 96 point whatever it is do you think it
1: actually matters depending where you live? Oh, definitely, because you'll be sometimes in the same room as someone with like AT&T and and you'll see like all their bars and then you'll look at your phone and you'll be like, oh dang, like what is that? Or you'll notice that if you have two phones, like I have the work phone, or I have my personal phone. The work phone I could use like, oh, I could use it over here, I can use it over there, whatever. And then when I look at my personal phone, I'm like, oh dang, I can't like use it here because like there's no towers for us. Uh but I don't really understand why that is the case. I'm- I mean I I'm not really tapped into the F C C or anything like that, so I'm pretty sure there's a logical reasoning behind it. But what do you feel? Do you feel like it's a difference? I don't
0: well, I've always had Verizon, so I've never switched, but I also know it's always gotten it says that at least it has the most coverage, so I've been like, why would I switch to something else if it doesn't have the most coverage? I also think that I guess I don't know much about the FCC either, but I still think it's kind of that idea of like Metro PCS, I think, is the one that said, like, we have just as much co- coverage as Verizon, and there's not a mainstream, like, large yeah. tech company like Verizon yeah. or AT&T or all these other ones, and so that's why I was wondering, maybe it's more of just a, the way we illustrate or, like, try to showcase our information yeah. than it is actually the data being taken in
1: some of those smaller companies are allowed to use the larger networks uh for their uh devices as well so even though it's coming through metro you can still have access to like the sprint towers and stuff so that's where they are able to give you as much coverage as uh the other big box stores so yeah Mm -hmm. Speaking or keeping it in technology and phones for a while, uh, there's a new case called Sword. Uh, It's a company that's a startup that's trying to uh, help you be a little bit more high tech. Here's the thing. I think it's a little bit too high tech and invasive because it has the ability to tell you who around you or what around you may be concealing a weapon, uh, maybe concealing a listening device or even an explosive uh, because the case uses uh, something that's similar to like sonar. It sends out a little image or it sends out something and like a 3D image thing and then it receives information back and it can tell you, oh, this person is concealing a gun or this and like has some type of weapon or explosive or something like that. Or if you're worried about being tapped or whatever, this person's wearing some type of device. And I'm just like, oh, dang, that's a little bit too invasive. Uh, but um it comes with a pretty hefty price tag. Uh, you could get it now for pre-order for nine hundred and fifty dollars, or you could get it for twelve or twelve hundred and fifty dollars if you wait to the to get it for the regular price. One other thing to note is that the phone's camera can also even identify people. So let's say if you're going around and you're taking a picture of someone, it can tell you, "Oh, this person's actually a sexual offender," or "This person has so many felonies" or whatever. I don't know what access to what database they have, but it seems pretty intense. I wonder if anyone. I wonder first off if it actually works, and I wonder if anyone's gonna get it and just be going around like trying to figure out all this stuff. I know one of uh, one person that might do it, but I don't know if it's gonna spread
0: worldwide. Gosh, I I guess I don't even know where to start. I guess my first question is: Is it something? I guess, what's the legal ramifications that come with it? So, like, let's say you find this out, like, can you submit that to court if that goes to trial? I also think there's always a large issue when people who are not already trained, like police officers or other sorts of law enforcement agencies, take things into their own hands. I think rarely does that ever work out, and it also creates a lot of bias, I think, to begin with. I think those are my first thoughts about it. I wonder... I think there could be some practical parts to it, but I also don't know... I can't see people buying into one cuz it's just expensive like. When you say, I right. thought you were going to say maybe $9.50. Oh and no. $9. <laughs> like, like I don't even get paid that like bi-weekly. So right. Right. There's no way that's happening for me, but I think depending on where you live, like if you think about the high like violent crime places that exist like St. Louis or Chicago or um, some of those other cities Maybe it's practical, but the people that would probably want to actually utilize it because they've seen these are few and far between or can't afford to do it anyway. And the thing about the, the, I guess, like the bomb vest, like the riot or the wiring that might exist, that to me seems more like maybe you should just go ahead and call police anyway because I don't know how to handle like some sort of, to me, that seems like domestic terrorism kind of thing. and I'm definitely not prepared. I think I would be a freeze, not a flight of fright. i
1: don't know i I feel like if i had the heads up i'd be like all right well let me go ahead and get up out of here (laughs) yeah Yeah, i I don't know like i don't think i'd freeze i'd just be like okay that guy has this weapon i'm about to jet like and then i'll just call people from the from the road like hey just so y'all know
0: this person got this bomb over there or whatever it doesn't alert you automatically i guess like if it says like this person is a registered sex offender or like this person does have a wire it doesn't just automatically contact authorities
1: I don't know. I don't think so. It didn't show that in the uh, thing that I was reading, at least. Um, and the video that I was showing, it didn't automatically send. Because I guess it doesn't want you to be a snitch, quote-unquote. Uh, Seems like but, the most important part to Right, me. right, right. So I, I guess it also wouldn't do it because what if, what if they are wrong? So, like, you'll get in larger trouble with authorities as opposed yeah. to just you keeping yourself safe. So maybe that's why
0: they don't do it. Yeah, someone I was talking to earlier today, they were talking about, I don't know if you saw that, I think it's iPhone has now released like a phone basically where it has facial recognition to unlock your phone. Mm -hmm. But what if you were wearing makeup and that might look really different and it might not unlock the same way. And I wonder if that might have the same implications for... Who's
1: wearing that much makeup?
0: I don't know. I hadn't even thought about that as an option. But what if you just have glasses on, for example? Will that make a difference versus if you take your glasses off and have contacts?
1: I don't don't know. I I think it'll still, like... I think they probably have the same technology that some of these like security cameras in uh casinos have. Like they could probably Actually. see you like with the with the little fake goatee and stuff and still tell it it's you. Uh but there's certain aspects of your face that probably needs to be uncovered as opposed to like just glass and things of that nature. But who knows? I'm I'm not really a team iPhone, so I'm lost on it. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you celebrate Father's Day? Well, not as a father, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> um... so I've normally been gone for the last few Father's Days. I've always been doing some sort of summer job like at the institution I'm working at but I always try to make sure I call my dad and let him know and typically I give him some sort of gift that is important to him
1: yeah for me my father was a deadbeat so <laughs> means nothing to me like Mother's Day is a lot but um, just in case you're wondering what should you get your dad for Father's Day if you're stumped and you want to bring him up in the technology age or whatnot, you could go to Best Buy because they're given a the sale $300 off of MacBook Pros uh, so you can get one for under $1000 and if you qualify for student pricing you get one for $350 off uh, so just a heads up If you want to upgrade to a new MacBook or if you have an old one and you still want to uh, get something else, feel free to check out Best Buy. I still hate them personally just because of them discontinuing the warranty on my computer. Uh, But that's personal, I guess. Uh, So if you want to, I recommend that you go get a MacBook Pro. I think the 13-inch one is going to be under $1,000 with this discount. I don't even know what the other prices are, though.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. And lastly,
1: are you a Will Smith fan?
0: Um, I like some of his movies. I don't know him that much. I guess as a person, or like what he really stands for. I don't really hear him speaking out much about issues. So, what what about his music? Oh, I forgot. he. Yeah, he does have a few you songs. You forgot? I, I do like that song, Switch. I think that's probably the only oh, one. Oh, yeah. I like. It's kind of catchy, and it doesn't really... So you was never getting jiggy with it? No. Nah, 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 I do know that song. That one's catchy, too, but it's, it doesn't have enough lyrics behind it where it feels like there's still a song. It just feels like a repetitive... What? repetitive. You, that's so, just my thought. But. So you don't
1: turn on Miami just randomly if you're pro- about to go to Florida or something like that? I've never done that I guess I, could, <laughs> I guess I could listen a bit more too but. Oh
0: no! What? <laughs> no!
1: Okay so anyway Will Smith's been dropping some heat recently on YouTube uh, He did a freestyle that was pretty hot Like not even just boosting or anything like that And he also did a remix to his son's song uh, Icon uh, Here's the thing He raps bilingually on there too So That's Spanish cool. and English on there And it sounds like At first I was like Ah, that's somebody else. But it's still like Will Smith's voice. It's like, dang, he got the juice. So so, uh, the Fresh Prince is back out here spitting some rhymes. I think you you should give it a listen. Like, If you ever get bored and you don't know what to do and you find yourself in a YouTube hole, look up Will Smith and rapping or whatnot. You'll see his two new videos go ahead. I'm telling you, you will enjoy it. He's even talking fly stuff. Like, and it's, it seemed all true because he's talking one thing about uh, people making it rain. Well, if I threw my money up, it'll knock a whole stripper out. And I was like, <laughs> that is probably true. Like He has a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, So I, I think I'm ready for the Fresh Prince to make a return to the rap game. Uh, doesn't sound like you are as interested, but we shall move on. Let's actually take a break and then we'll come back with Set Your DVR. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you counting with Baby Van. One,
0: two, three.
1: He ran away. All right, and we're back with the segment. Set your DVRs this is where I let everyone out there know what to get ready for on TV. And. We could start out with a new season of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Have you ever seen
0: that on Netflix? I've seen two episodes. I couldn't get into it. It was yeah. a little bit slow start
1: out. Right, right. For some reason, I always found myself really bored, and I suckered myself into watching a season, and I suckered myself into watching a second season, and I was like, man, I'm not coming back to this. But third season came out, and guess what? I'm back, well, I tried to start it I was like, nah, I I really can't do it this time So we'll see if I end up watching more But the whole third season Is on Netflix Or is this the fourth season? I don't know The new season is on Netflix, ready for you to binge it If you really want to, but also Coming to Netflix, Marvel's Luke Cage Have you seen that? Oh, absolutely I'm excited for the second season Yes, second season will drop June 22nd So if you have some time available And not doing anything Feel free to get your streaming devices ready Because the second season of Luke Cage comes out, has a nice track list uh, from the first season. So I'm excited to see
0: what music is going to come out in the second season. Did you watch Marvel's Defenders? That's also on Netflix. Yeah. So yeah. What did you think? I, well, maybe I'll say a little bit of my thoughts first. So I think the way he's portrayed in Defenders versus how he's put spoiler alert. I want to <laughs> preface that a little bit um, versus how he's portrayed in Luke Cage, the show. Is really different. Like he, his vibe. It feels like basically they took away like a lot of his character development. and Basically, kind of just made him this person that was like, well, I don't know how to win in the situation, so uh, I'll just take a back seat. Mm. That's kind of my thought. So I didn't like Marvel's Defenders. There's supposed to be a second season also coming out pretty soon, but I would rather just continue watching Luke Cage because I did not like the way he was portrayed in right. the show.
1: Right. Um, I guess I didn't mind it. I, I guess I wasn't really paying too much attention to or I didn't watch it in that much detail because usually whenever I turn it on, I was like, okay, cool. Well, I got to wash the dishes. This is a great dishwashing TV show. Or, I got to clean something. I got. Let me go ahead and turn them the fenders because uh, some of it was slow. And I didn't really care about some of the uh, people like uh, Danny Rand. really care about the iron fist yeah like (laughs) he has to let his fist glow and he can punch through stuff like i i think that luke cage is a better hero like you can't
0: penetrate his skin or anything like that also he only has one hand like if his right hand is gone what happens then like he's no longer the iron fist like that's not even a fun i don't think that's a fun superpower right like you can only use that one hand when you become like i guess in enough zen state and that takes them a while to get to. Like it seems like a really inefficient or unproductive use of a superhero. Right.
1: While, while we're on the conversation of superheroes, I one thing that I just don't understand is that how people don't pick up who the hero is uh, whenever they see them. Like I've been watching Arrow on the CW. I don't know if you've ever seen it. So the lead character Oliver McQueen or uh, what Oliver Queen McQueen, one of the others. Um, he's the Green Arrow. The only thing is is that when he turns to the green arrow, he puts on like a hood or whatever and some dark makeup around his eyes or wears a little mask over his eyes. You still see his chin and everything. He still has the same scruff and build every time, like with or without the mask. I don't know how it has taken them so long to figure out, oh, snap, that is a green arrow. Look at him in his mask and look at him without like. there's no confusing. They even had the black dude dress up as a green arrow before. There's no way I'm confusing the two. I know the black dude ain't the green arrow. I know it's the other one. Like, it it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, even when I see, like, uh, uh, what, what else was it that people, whenever they put on a mask, I don't know. I can't think about it right now, but I don't know how superhero, Spider, or Superman. Yeah. He's the same. He gets a curl Absolutely. in his hair. and glasses. L- right, right. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, he's not even wearing the glasses with the mustache attached.
0: It, it's, it's, it's nothing. Maybe it's the DC comics. I mean, could be wrong. I personally prefer Marvel myself. But DC comics, I think, are always kind of like, everybody has a mask or like an alter ego. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that separates Marvel is that they don't really hide their characters except, I guess, for Daredevil. But everybody else is kind of like, yep this is who i am everybody knows it and well if you know who i am like yeah. you can find me pretty easily
1: yeah you might be onto something because even batman his butt chin like <laughs> i know that's him uh daredevil i'm trying to i think i think i picked out daredevil too i'm like who who okay well maybe they don't think he's blind maybe that's the only thing so right. i don't really know But that's a tangent. Let me get back to these shows. The 2018 BET Awards will be hosted by Jamie Foxx and airs Sunday, June 24th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. So if you have an inkling to see what's going on in the world of black entertainment, please tune in. Uh, Double Dare makes its return to Nickelodeon on Monday, June 25th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. I used to like watching that and Wild and Crazy Kids growing up and even had the show, uh, What Would You Do?, And I was like, man, I want to be on those shows. Uh, Double Dare was always a family show. I didn't know if we could get any of my family to agree to go on there. Like, I know me and my brother would have been down, but I don't know any other person that would have been down for getting slimed and all these things where you have to pick in something's nose and run and slide through this stuff. But I'm excited to see it come back.
0: Have you ever seen the show Double Dare? I've seen spinoffs of it, I Mm. guess, with, like, the slime, whatever it is. So I think it'd still be fun. But I don't know much about Double Dare. You have to kind of explain it to me.
1: Oh, man. We'll watch a YouTube after. Okay. Yeah. And lastly, Power Returns to Stars on Sunday, July 1st at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. I don't know if you've seen the show. Have you? I have not. Oh, you're missing out. If you could find it on a pirated site, because I don't know if you have a Star subscription, you need to. Uh, well, I don't know. You might not like it. I, I say watch the first three episodes and if you don't like it then go ahead and throw it away but i think you may be interested i think you may like it it's a lot of stuff going on uh 50 cent is one of the producers of the show as well and uh it just follows a guy as he navigates his transition from street life to the more corporate life but some stuff just keeps bringing him back in
0: it sounds like that show it. The Last OG, have you heard of that show that came out with uh, That's the one with Tracy, Tracy? Moore. Nah. I, first off, I can't stand Tracy right. Moore. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't think he's funny. I think he's... Everything... A lot of things about him just annoy me, but yeah. it sounds kind of like a parallel a little no, bit.
1: No, I don't right? I don't know, cause Tracy Morgan's humor is just Well, this is me talking like this. <laughs> like, like I'm just like, that's not funny. all you're doing is just saying stuff. Like, I guess it's the same as how uh, my brother used to say Medea's humor is just mispronouncing words. Mm-hmm. Like, okay or uh, saying stupid stuff I can't even right. think <laughs> of <laughs> I a saying that DSS. Uh but yeah like I, I don't really I don't really get Tracy Morgan's humor a lot of people find him funny I just always think that he's
0: high or something like that he never makes sense to me whenever he's talking so yeah. I'm just kind of like well I'd rather watch something else
1: yeah I agree, so now let's move into a segment that I like to call Hey man, that's effed up so with this uh we will well I do a dive through the news or the happenings to see something that's effed up in the world, and maybe you will see it the same way so this week, I found a story that comes out of my state of Texas uh, because a Texas man was busted at work for allegedly stealing $1.2 million worth of fajitas over a nine year period. Here's the kicker. The man's job does not serve fajitas. The man's job is not even a restaurant. According to the report, Gilberto Escamilla was fired from his job and arrested after authorities found packets of fajitas in his refrigerator. You're probably thinking, oh, well, how are still stealing the fajitas? What's going on? Why are they in his refrigerator? Well, worry not. I have you covered. Because Escamilla works in the Cameron County District Attorney's Office uh, for Juvenile's Justice Department. The office made the discovery after Escamilla took a day off of work. A driver from a local food service called the office asking where it could drop off 800 pounds of fajita meat. From there, the person who answered the phone snitched and said that the office doesn't even serve fajitas. The driver said that he's been delivering the spicy meal to the office for over nine years. Nine. Not one, not two, not eight, but nine years. The receiver of the call rushed off to tell the supervisor and conveys to her that the discussion had been had and breaks the case, basically. Mr. Escamilla reported to work the next day and was confronted with the discussion and he admitted that he had been stealing fajitas for nine years. I kind of wonder how that conversation went. Like, hey man, uh, somebody came to deliver fajitas on your day off. And uh, you know anything about that? Oh yeah, I was stealing them for nine years. Like, I don't (laughs) think it was that simple. Uh, But um, he said that he would intercept the county funded food deliveries and deliver them to his own customers instead. So he's running a side hustle. So here's the thing that's effed up. It's not that he's out there stealing that I'm really concerned about. It's out there, it's, it's that he's uh, out there depriving the world of delicious fajitas and probably serving them with an upcharge. Like this guy is a complete jerk. Fajitas shall not be tampered with in that manner. This is what really grinds my gears. Like fajitas, just a sizzly goodness. Like, here's the thing: whenever you are in a restaurant ordering fajitas, it's just like being a club VIP section or in a drink with sparklers. It's gonna come from the kitchen, Never one's gonna see it and be like oh snap that guy has fajitas oh i it smells like fajitas in here and everyone gets excited everyone's envious of the person that ordered fajitas because they hear the as it walks past you and then you're like oh snap i can't pay attention i'm passing the i'm watching those fajitas get passed by so this jerk has deprived everyone of that and it just upsets me and i think hey man that's effed up what do you think about
0: it Gosh, I guess nine, nine million, right? Like, no, no, no. One point two million over nine years. One point two million over nine years. That's a lot of fajitas, to right? Like, eight hundred pounds. He's been running this hustle for a, such a long time. Like, I, I guess the, a couple of things I think about it is like, how come the delivery driver, like he notices on the day off that this guy hasn't done it, but like he hasn't noticed missing fajita meat for. No, no, no,
1: here's the thing. So let's say the district office, okay, like similar to how we work at a university and uh, different professionals could order stuff on their company cards and then just process through in a certain manner. Basically, he's working in the district attorney juvenile office and he's saying, OK, well, we need to feed these juveniles or whatever. So let's himself. go ahead and sign this off. So whenever it's delivered, he packs it up and then sends it off to himself as wow. opposed to giving it out and distributing it in
0: that manner. It seems like there needs to be more accountability systems, I guess, for what Could be, and do they
1: not have security cameras? Like, how you, listen,
0: that is the equivalent of two sumo
1: wrestlers just walking around fajita shape, you know? Like, 400 (laughs) pounds each, like, 800 pounds of fajita meat. Like, a delivery of 800 pounds! And 1.2 million, like, these are some expensive fajitas. Yeah, they are.
0: I guess the only part that I think would make it okay is if he was doing, I guess what I originally thought you were going to say is, like, more of a Robin Hood kind of complex, where he's like, I'm going to take this and just give it to the poor I'm like that'll help out well, who and I was knows like, wow that's pretty cool but then I realized like he's just upset like that's a classic scheme to be yeah. with. and like I-, I wonder like how do you I can't imagine a court case basically where he's sitting there and they're like so uh you took all this meat what did you do like oh I-, I sold it and then people are like it's kind of smart. Like, I guess in some ways, it's almost like the classic, like, American dream. Like, I'm going to figure this out as I go. But it always comes at the expense of somebody else. Right. Like, that's the part that's effed up.
1: Man, they arrested him, too. But here's the thing. Like, nine years. How do you do that for nine years? Like, I, I would understand if he was, like, stealing fajito taco out the fridge every right. day for nine years. And, it's, and he finally gets caught. Like, oh, snap. Got me. But 800 pounds of fajita meat. Like a lot.
0: This is ridiculous. I wouldn't. Well, and... In- Correct me if I'm wrong, but juvenile centers also are paid through state and local taxes, right? So Mm -hmm. all of this is basically he's making money off of taxpayers paying their taxes and then selling it to the taxpayers for an upsell. Like, he has zero, like, bills or anything that he does. It's literally just all profit he's getting.
1: right. Yeah, so I I really don't know how it worked out so well, but that guy is a jerk for keeping such a delicious treat to himself or to the streets at a premium price. I love fajitas. Now I have to question it twice unless I go to a restaurant. <laughs> like where'd y'all get this meat? <laughs> so uh, usually this next segment is called story time. And since you are a guest, I'm actually going to invite you to share a story of like a coming of age piece. Anything that has happened, uh, I guess, since fourth grade or even before fourth grade, since it was like since fourth grade, uh, that has happened in your life that you feel like sharing about story wise. Uh, it could be anything from your first time experience of the new, your first time doing something or even like just something random and hilarious but
0: the floor is yours yeah i think so the one that i'm going to talk about is it's kind of a two-parter so it's the first time i took a full family trip so i'll give a little context my sisters are 10 years older than me and so family trips like when i was two didn't really happen like inconvenient for them but i also like couldn't really go that far we always took road trips because my Dad doesn't like to fly or whatever, so we oh, drove. Man. We drove. We drove to New York City one time from we drove where to Niagara Falls from Colorado Springs. So I don't know. I know we drove from Colorado Springs to Lincoln, I think, and then Lincoln to like Detroit and Detroit over to like somewhere else in between, and then to New York, basically. So like, we do really long road trips, but um, so the first part I'll kind of talk about that, but the second part is when I realized like, wow this would be so much fun to do with friends as well. Turns out, spoiler alert, not as much fun as I thought <laughs> it was going to be. So the trip that I first remember, it was my sister's senior years, um, because they're twins as well, so they both graduate at the same time. But we took a trip partly because my sister was competing in a debate competition, so there's regionals that were in Wichita, Kansas, first time ever being to Kansas, and then there was in St. Louis, and then we went to... Um, think Lexington is where like the Nationals was or something like that and so the first part was really cool because I'd never really been on a full trip with like all five of us like me, my two sisters and my mom and dad all going somewhere but we took a two week vacation that was by far the best family road trip I've ever been on. We stopped at all the places. I got to finally be in a room with my sisters. I always had to stay with my parents most of the time because I hadn't quite reached the age if you will where they're like "Mm, we trust you. You can be with your sisters. And so I was like, wow, this is great. Got to spend the time in South Carolina and like hung out. That was the first time I ever went to the beach was in Myrtle beach, South Carolina. And so, um, it's cold. It is not what I thought it was going to be. Like you always see these pictures of like very sunny places where people are all playing. Sometimes they're sharks, but, um, (laughs) that was what I was worried about getting into it. And then I was like, man, I don't even have time to think about sharks. It's so cold. Like what time of year was it? It was, it was summertime. It was late. May, early June, like it had to be somewhere between like May 20th and like June 7th because we took a two-week vacation and so that was the first time I was like, wow, this is amazing, like, and then people have always said like, you should take a college trip or like do something with friends and try that out, so I did, it was my sophomore year where my, basically me and three other orientation leaders had a break from orientation week, we didn't have anything going on, it was the 4th of July weekend. Um, and we went to Colorado Springs from Albuquerque Because I was doing my undergrad at the University of New Mexico And on the way Well, a little backstory on that There were supposed to be 10 of us going total And then like people got switched around And all of a sudden they were like You know, I don't know if I want to go with these individuals anymore and I was like, is there a problem with me? If so, like let's talk about it mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty fun Also, <laughs> we're staying at my house So it's free for you anyway I don't know what the problem is and my parents are making the food. So, like, honestly, all expenses paid, uh-huh. I guess, except for gas. We were going to split that way. But we got there, and I realized it was going downhill from the start. I was like, you know what? Welcome to my hometown, Colorado Springs. Glad to have you there. It was kind of like that Welcome to My House by Flow Rider. I was thinking about playing that <laughs> song. But I wanted to show them Garden of the Gods. That's one of the most prominent places that people go in Colorado Springs. It's really beautiful. If you get the chance to go, highly recommend it. Um, but they wanted to go in the evening time. And they're like, you know what? I haven't had a beer. Like, it sounds pretty good. Clarification. I was underage. Like, I was still 20 at the time, and I was like, uh, I'm fairly confident that there's a rule or some sort of law that you can't drink in a national park. Could be wrong, but I feel like I heard that somewhere. Um, and they're like, ah, it'll be fine. It sounds good. So we're all rocking. Be- before you continue, yeah,
1: can I ask the race, ethnicity, and creed of these individuals? Yes, that's fair. So I,
0: <laughs> I was the only... Individual that was black. There were two individuals that identified as Hispanic or Latina. Um, And then there was one individual that identified as white. And I will give names as well because that's a little bit more helpful. So You don't have to give names if you don't want to. Only only because I realize parts of the story are going to get a little confusing if you don't use names. So Jess and Moises are the individuals that are Hispanic or Latina. Um, And then Tyler is the individual that was white. And all men. Uh Jess is female. Okay, So she was it. the only female that went with us. All so. right. So who's the one that's talking about, hey, man, I haven't had a beer? Tyler. Uh, I and mean, <laughs> he is the only one that is 21 okay. also. And so I was like, I guess if you really want to, like, there's a gas station on the way. That's not something that I've seen in Manhattan, Kansas, is, like, liquor being served at gas stations. But They probably, don't serve liquor at gas stations? Not that I've seen. I, even I never even walk into a gas station anymore. I never go to order liquor. It seems sketchy to me, so mm. I don't do it to begin with. But... Um, In Colorado Springs, you can do that pretty much anywhere. They also have liquor stores as well. Um, And so we stopped at one so he could get his beer or whatever. He got a case, and I was like, first off, the park isn't that big. It's large, but I don't know how you're going to get through, like, 12 cans of beer while we're there. Maybe you have a definite intention. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he bought some of them with him as we were walking, and it was getting dark. It was about dusk, maybe, like, 6 or 7 o'clock p.m., because it's summertime, so it's still a little bit light outside, and all of a sudden like, he was like, you know what? It's time to crack open one. Well all together. This sounds like a good time. I was like, ah, I just don't feel good about this at all. Um, <laughs> I think that's when I really had a coming to, like, well, I'll say coming to Jesus. That's a term that my family uses. Uh-huh. Coming to whatever you realize, a reality, if you will, um, where basically Jess and Moises were like, I'm also going to have, one. I was like, no thanks, I'm the DD, like, if this is going to be the case because I drove the car anyway. Right. So I'll just watch you all have fun. Also have fun, too, but it'll be a different kind of fun. Uh-huh. So fun. Um, and it wasn't even fun at all to begin with because like they were all worried about because I said, like I don't think you can drink in a national park. um And they were trying to like stand next to a giant rock where people couldn't really see we are kind of isolated from the main walkway uh-huh. and they're drinking this alcohol that they had well that Tyler had bought. And everyone's kinda like every single time you hear a, a twitch or like a twig kind of snapping sound, people would snap to it, kinda look like <laughs> dogs just jerking their heads back and forth, like, what was that? And uh-huh. so I was like, we're not even having fun. Like, if you're gonna drink the beer, like at least be comfortable and have fun doing it, you look like you're on high alert, right? Yeah. Now. And so that's how the entire first day of the trip went. The second day, we went to the Manitou Incline, which is basically like it's a mile long, it's about a mile high as well in elevation so it's really intense to walk um and here's the thing so i've i've been on the Manitou Incline climb twice but it's been a long time since i've been there before and i was like this will be fun um i forgot that elevation sickness or um is a thing for a lot of people and like albuquerque is high but not as high as colorado springs in okay. terms of elevation so a lot of that a lot like Moises and Jess are definitely like whoo I am feeling it I am not <laughs> in shape or I can't breathe the way that I thought I was we also had a giant breakfast that my parents had made that morning I was like wow this is great I'm excited for it got all the way to the top keep in mind it's a mile long and a mile high so it takes a while to get up it took us about maybe 40 minutes I had to use the bathroom um Like, number one or number two? I had to do a number two, and I was like, like, it's okay. Like, there's water at the top. Like, there's a flag. There's a toilet. Like, it'll be fine. Like, I don't really like outhouses. It smells awful, but I'm going to be one of those people that has to contribute this time. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) The worst part about it, I got to the top and realized there is no outhouse out there. I have to go all the way back down, but you can't go back down the same way from the Manitou Incline. It's a one-way path. So, you go up. All those steps, basically, you scale a thousand feet in elevation, but you have to take Bar Trail, which is the backside of the Manitou incline, to get back down to where you started. Bar Trail is five miles long. Oh, and dang. At this point, I'm like, whew, I should have used the bathroom when I first started. I've already climbed 45 minutes and doing a lot of muscular movement within my lower abdominal section, and so I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it, and like... Moises and Tyler just having a good old time. They're hopping off of rocks. I'm like, wow, take a picture of me. I'm like, y'all, I need us to get down. <laughs> I even look to see, you know, those really like leafy kind of cottony plants and trees. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to have to do this, but I don't think I can make it all the way back down. Like just the time where I was like, whoo, that's long. So anyway, I can feel myself kind of clinching up, trying to get back down to uh-huh. the bottom. I'm half sprinting, half walking, because I can't figure out, like, is it going to come? Is it not? Okay, I still got a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. We'll sprint a little bit faster. Finally get back down to the bottom. It took, some, it took us about two hours to do it because people were also wanting to, like, watch and things like that. But I got to the bottom. I see the bathroom. I'm like, cool, y'all. I have to go. I can't hold it anymore. I'm going in. As soon as I get into the bathroom, there are two stalls. One of them was, it didn't have any toilet paper. And I was like, nope, can't go in that one. Okay. Not about the other one. There was a kid just playing his Game Boy in the bathroom, not pooping. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'll say it. <laughs> and I was like, I have never had to hold a number two for so long and done so much, like, active work that I was like, I can't hold this anymore. And I finally was like, okay, maybe I can just get him out. And so I was like, hey. I see you playing your game in there because I was peeping through the little crack in between because I was like, I have to go. You like, could have been a I, peeping Tom. Yeah, I literally <laughs> peeping Tom. And I was like, I need you to get out. And he was like, okay, okay, I'm going. And so he got out pretty quick. Like, it maybe took him a minute. But within that minute, I finally was like, cool. I'm going to undo my pants, sit down. I barely made it. The thing is, I didn't make it all the way. <laughs> and so, and so there was just a little bit where it got on my pants and I was like, <gasps> Oh no! I still have to drive back from Manitou to Colorado Springs, which is also like a twenty-five minute drive. So I'm trying to figure out like after I relieved myself, and I was like, Phew, I feel a lot better, but there's a little bit on my pants. Yeah. I. I don't know what to do. I'm kind of panicking. I'm like, okay, maybe I can use this tissue paper or, like, the toilet paper and, like, try to clean some of it up. Uh-huh. I'll try to maybe, like, wash off my underwear. I can't get naked in the bathroom. <laughs> like, that's an option. So I couldn't really just take off my underwear and, like, wash those. Uh-huh. Um, and so I tried to clean it as best as I could. And I was like, I'll just put a whole bunch of, like, soap because it had scented soap in this bathroom. And I was like, maybe that'll help. And the other individuals I decided to take this road trip with won't notice they didn't so hopefully they never hear this podcast. oh man but that's actually what happened to me so we got back but here's what i realized this kind of gets back to the whole like what's the epiphany or like what is my takeaway of this big moment in life and i realized if i'm going to take a trip with friends one i need to know like what do my friends actually like value what's something that's important to them at the time i was like hey this just sounds fun and, like these individuals want to go i now realize why the other orientation leaders. Or not about going with me originally. The other part that I realize is, it is okay. Like if you think you need to do something the first time, go ahead and do it. I should have just went ahead and used the bathroom before uh-huh. I started. But I was like, "There's a bathroom at the top." No, never second guess yourself. Right, just do it when you see it. And so for me, I think that's now how I kind of live life. I'm like, I don't know if I have to use the bathroom, but you know what? I see one readily available. It's nice. It's not an outhouse. I'm going to take advantage of the situation and I'm going to wash my hands. So those are the things that I really had an epiphany. I was like, yep, never again.
1: Not only did you wash
0: hands, you washed your pants, you did a lot of holds. I washed those pants three times and then I was like, I don't know if I still want to wear those. That's how uncomfortable I felt. So I was like... What color were the pants? Oh, they were beige. Oh, Oh yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, like, could you at least hide it under an untucked shirt or anything? Oh or? yeah, I had a long enough shirt that you couldn't tell at all, but, and there's pictures of me, you'll see I'm smiling, so I try to play it off pretty much the entire time that I was on the Manitou Incline, but whew, there was anything but calm happening in my brain.
1: So you end the story there, but the story truly ends when you get back home and it's laundry time.
0: It like, is. did your parents or did you? Did nope, anyone I notice said, anything? Don't or? worry, I'll take care of all the laundry. I don't think it sucked doing the laundry anyway, but I was like, Mom and Dad, you know what? It's Fourth of July weekend. Y'all just have a good time. I will take care. There was no way I was going to let them see any of the evidence. So D- was, did it completely wash out? It did. I still didn't feel comfortable wearing the pants. I was like, ah, maybe I'll just donate these. But, oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> but, don't worry, I recognize that said lightly soiled <laughs> or good material and I was like I can't donate nah this kids.
1: is this is heavily
0: soiled I'm yeah, like, yeah I soiled it myself I actually soiled it yeah, yeah. and soiled I was like I can't do that to somebody else what if some and that's why sometimes I feel a little sketchy when I go to thrift p- like shops. But, and stuff. Yeah, but oh, I won't man. ever be that person. Ah so. oh, dang. What a poopy situation. Just those away. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, and the underwear is gone too. Yep, all yeah. of it. You know, uh, okay, so this is probably like weird, but like you can't donate underwear. Like you can't mm-hmm. donate used underwear. Right. So, I guess you can't get that close to someone, but. Who's to say that people aren't walking around free balling and stuff in some pants? You know, it's basically saying those are now underwear.
0: Like I think about swim trunks as a great example of people.
1: Can you donate those?
0: I don't know. I've never seen. I guess I don't get in the pool, but I I don't swim a Hmm. lot anyway. So but I feel like you could donate those. Oh. Well, I don't know. I hope not. I wouldn't buy them.
1: Yeah, because and, the netting and in, inside, yeah. like, it's touching other people's
0: like. Exactly. Yeah. Also, the netting's not comfortable anyway. Right. So right. Another reason to just not swim. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So the next. Thank you for sharing that story, by the way. The next segment of our show is I'm not feeling that. This is basically where you get to call out something that you see that you're not really feeling in the world. Uh, This could be something that you just come across on a regular basis and you're fed up. You had enough and you just want to call it out. I could go first if you'd like or you could go first. I'll let you go first. All right, so since I haven't done this podcast in a while, um, the thing that I'm not feeling is that people are still not washing their hands. (laughs) We talked about this a little bit on your podcast, but since then, I have started the campaign of Call Them Out 2018 or whatever. That is whenever you see someone... Uh, walking out of the restroom without washing their hands you say something and you have to be pretty vocal and pretty like stand your groundish on that because a lot of people will not care they will go they will touch themselves they will walk straight to the door touch the door and try to walk out but I noticed that when you call them out they feel embarrassed some of them will backtrack and then sometimes they still don't feel embarrassed so you got to raise your voice a little bit so there was one time I was in the restroom I was using the restroom. Somebody uh, was came in, used the stall next to me. And then, uh, well, not the stall, like the urinal next to me. And then, like, I go to wash my hands. And then they go from the, uh, the urinal and then start heading to the door. I was like, hey, man, you going to wash those? And, like, uh, he, he just kept walking. And, like, he couldn't, couldn't hear me. So I'm like, hey, you, you going to wash those? So then he was like, oh, man, I... I forgot. I forgot. So he went wash his hands. But here's the thing: it was one of those pity washes. Like you know, like you don't oh, really no. reach you for the soap. You just turn on the water, rinse it real quick, and then like, like I mean, like two to three seconds under the water, then just turn off the water and like walk out. Don't even dry the hands. Nothing. So now you just got wet. Penis hands on the door basically. <laughs> so <laughs> so that's why every time I leave the restroom, I make sure I grab that paper towel and like hold the door with that,
0: or like I just wait somebody else push it open and, and just yeah. walk out. Yeah. Along those lines, I would say one thing, I have another, I'm not feeling that, but I'm no. not feeling when you have to open a door by pulling it instead of pushing it when you're leaving a bathroom. Mm-hmm. I wish they were all pushes. So that way you didn't have to worry about having to touch any sort of handles or things like that. That's something I'm not feeling. Architects, if you hear this, please make sure to change those modifications. Is it
1: orders. safer to have the door open though, towards inside the restroom as opposed to outside of the restroom?
0: I don't know. See, that's something I always wonder. I think it should be a push door both ways. I feel like especially if you're oh, like a swing door. Yeah, like if you're someone that's in a wheelchair, for example, that seems oh, yeah. like a lot more effective. A perfect to me. sense. Um but I don't know. I would have to ask some. A lot of my students are architecture and design, and they talk about all these like building code things to begin with. So I have to check in with them.
1: Yeah. I just know whenever it's like, uh, let's say if you're in a restaurant and if it's a push to leave the restroom, it's making the restroom larger and the restaurant right. smaller in a sense. Uh, but yeah, my bad to derail no, that's that. Okay. Yeah.
0: So the thing that I'm not feeling this week is watching people flirt in public Mm. first off it's never i I don't think i'm a good flirter maybe i am i don't know candace might tell you otherwise candace is my partner for those listening um but i've watched well i watched it with middle school people or kids uh, and then i have watched it with like high school people because there's a lot of individuals that are off like manhattan high school just finished their like whole semester or I guess academic year basically so I've seen them in a variety of places but I've also seen older adults when I go to Sparrow Coffee and I see people also flirting there and I think what I'm not feeling is the amount of mm, yeah I'm gonna use the word fake it just doesn't feel authentic (laughs) at all where they're just like oh wow like for example today I was at Sparrow Coffee with a couple of the other grads and this Lady came in and basically like there's a person standing at the register who was taking all of the orders he worked there. Um and she was like, Hey, nice to see you again today. And I was like, Wow, you came in multiple times today. I don't know if that's a common trend, but maybe it is. And he was like, Yeah, it's great to see you again too, gave a little wink. And that's how I knew I was like, Okay, this is not a normal conversation. I'm a little intrigued. I'm going to stop what I'm doing, and I want to see this Eavesdropper
1: situation. Eavesdropper added on to the peepin' town. Absolutely,
0: because <laughs> I was sitting next to the register, so it was hard for me to not pay attention to what was going on. Okay. She was with her friend, and her friend, I think, was maybe supposed to be that, like, wingman or wing woman in this okay. case. But the conversation, so I'm focusing on the again part, right? Like, she was like, hey, nice to see you again. He's like, also nice to see you again. And she said, how are you doing again? And he said, I'm doing pretty well, still how are you doing again? And I was like, okay, I need you all to just cut to the chase and just say like, hey, I'm interested, you're interested, let's maybe grab the coffee, we're already at Sparrow, you don't even have to go anywhere, and just see where it goes. I also watched it happen with the, I went to the pool um, a couple days ago, and there were two middle school individuals that were flirting, and basically one person was like, I don't know, she seems a little crazy to me, like she keeps trying to talk to me, and I'm like, is it crazy if she doesn't talk to you? Because he asked me, he's like, hey, man, can you help me out? And I said, what's up? And uh-huh. he, he was like, I, I don't know. She just seems a little crazy. She keeps trying to talk to me. And I was like, do you prefer people don't talk to you at all? And he was like, uh... I don't know, it just seems like a lot. I was like, maybe say that it's a lot. Right. So for me, I'm not feeling when people have to put on this facade, if you will, um, of how to interact with other individuals that they're intimately like, interested in. So I'd rather you just be straightforward, forward, cut to the chase, and say, like, I like you, and they either say it back or they say, I'm not about it. At least that's clear cut. You get to the point, yeah. and it avoids all this awkwardness for you, but also other people who happen to be eavesdropping like me or just happen to see the situation in passing. Another example, when we went to Andrea's birthday last night. Last night? Yeah. there, I don't know if you saw the couple that was making out across the oh, street. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we were like, playing, like, the yard games and everything. Yeah, and I was like, hey, well, I don't know if that's necessary. Like, glad you two are having a good time. But anytime flirting is happening, it is always awkward for someone involved. Would you consider that flirting? Uh, probably, I guess I would classified a little bit differently because it seems like they're already in some sort of relationship mm-hmm. but maybe i'll just deem it up to public displays of affection or you're not he- down with pda exactly
1: oh man some people can't control their love they they want they want you to know like hey i'm in love with this person like hey those lips i can't keep my
0: lips off of them i mean i have no problem if you're in love with them like good for you glad happy <laughs> you found that also like Maybe just think about the rest of us, too. Yeah, but the establishment that
1: we were in, I guess, wasn't necessarily the most uh, classy of which, uh, because one of the patrons that we were with also pointed out that there were uh, a good number of condoms by a tree. Exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> so I guess maybe that's just a spot. Like, that's what happens in that part of town. Like, people make it out in the streets, and then sometimes the mood hits them to do a little more. Exactly. But they make sure that they are safe in that act, <laughs> and uh, but they don't dispose or yeah. research. Cycle. I'm feeling the safety, not feeling the public displays. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> makes sense. All right, so the last segment of the show is Let Me Learn You Something. Basically, this is where you get to end on somewhat of a high note and you get to educate the audience on something that you know that you probably think isn't as widespread. This could be like you came across a great coupon uh, for the week or you like know of this great thing that a lot of people don't know of and you just want to help spread the knowledge. Is there anything that you know
0: that you would like to share or would you like me to go first? Uh, I can go first because I think it's really cool and I think unless you're from the state of New Mexico Mexico, you probably don't know about it. And so they have every year the International Balloon Fiesta. Fun fact, it is the largest one in the entire world. So that's what i let you learn something about, or let me learn you something. But I'm going to go into a little bit more detail about it. So when I say International Balloon Fiesta, like, yes, there are multiple countries involved. But if you, so when I went to balloon fiestas, like when I was younger, Colorado Springs had a little bit of them, and they might have 10 to 20 balloons. And so for me, I was like, wow. International Balloon Fiesta, that might be like 60 to 70. False. There's over 600 balloons each day of the International Balloon Fiesta. You're saying this. People think you're talking like helium balloon, like you're going oh, no, to no, a no, store. No. Let me clarify. <laughs> so, the Balloon Fiesta is actual hot air balloons where they have 600 plus hot air balloons that rise in the sky every day. They have so many that they have Thursday dedicated as special shapes day. So, it can't be just a standard kind of, uh, I guess, oval type of shape but it has all these different ones For example Wells Fargo has their own special balloon it's the giant stagecoach wagon or they have oh, cool. Snoopy Darth Vader there's When pigs fly and those three hot air balloons are in the shape of pigs that have wings on them, there's all sorts of different ones. And in the evening time, they don't have them go up, but they have the hot air balloon glow. And I think that's something that's really cool because you get to still walk around. It's less of a price or admissions to get into it, but you still get to see all these different balloons. And then they have mass ascension where all of the balloons go up on the Sunday of the start of International Balloon Week, and they have it at the end of International Balloon Fiesta. So if you have the chance... That's something I think you should go to. It's fairly cheap. Albuquerque is not an expensive city to be able to stay in. It is very packed, though, so if you're going to go, if you like to stay in hotels, got to book a Like If you do late September, probably not going to get into it. But if you do go, there's a lot of different things that you get to see. They have coffee. The news comes out. You get to see they have a lot of different pins that you can buy, Pins, as in uh, things that you stick to some sort of, like, t-shirt or other yeah, things, like not, not so. a writing Got utensil, yeah. yeah. Um, but they also have all of these really unique parts where you can go up on a hot air balloon and it's fairly inexpensive because there's so many people there. But that's something that Albuquerque, and I think in general the Southwest, people are like, ah, it's a desert, I'm never going here. But October, the second week, is International Balloon Fiesta and it is something I've gone to every year since I found out about it. And 100%, 10 out of 10, recommend.
1: Oh, nice. So here's the thing, though. I I heard that you said you had to pay for admission. And at first, I thought the only activity was to see the high air balloons rise. I was like... I'm gonna see them in the sky regardless. Like it ain't gonna. It, it's no way that you can say, "Hey man, you didn't pay ten dollars, can't look up in the sky." <laughs> like <laughs> like I, I, I understand now that it's more to it. You probably have a better view, like being in oh, the yeah. grounds with it or whatnot.
0: You can. So there's a few people that also go up to the Sandia Mountains, which is kind of right on the outskirts of Albuquerque. It's about ten thousand feet up, so they have a really great view. But I've never gotten to ride in a hot air balloon, but I want to do it specifically in Albuquerque because when it goes up. They also have a touchdown on the Rio Grande River as it's, I guess, floating by. It doesn't really fly necessarily. Um, But you also get to see the entirety. You can see up to 85% of New Mexico in the air if you're in a hot air balloon. So I think that would be really cool. So there's a lot of things you can do in the hot air balloon. If you're afraid of heights or you don't want to be in a confined space, they also have like you can flight, you can do a simulation like flight test basically, and kind of see what that's like. They have a whole bunch of different artworks and food and things like that that come out. We already paid admission. That's all you have to do to get into it. So then, if you're like, well, I just want to have some food, or I want to buy merchandise or things like that, that's an added expense. But yeah. they have a whole bunch of different free events, like a zip line, if you want to participate in that too. Do
1: other balloons really have seats in them? they don't. You
0: have to stand yeah. the whole time. Yeah, so, so I
1: don't know if I'm about that life. Like <laughs> That's <fair. laughs> But um I, I remember like seeing the hot air balloon thing on like uh an episode of Family Matters. Uh mm-hmm. but I also remember in the news
0: back in the day they had like a hot air balloon crash and I was like, oh Yeah, it crashed into a uh, into a, a telephone line. There was one that happened in Albuquerque at, during the International Balloon Fiesta week. So Maybe staying on the ground, yeah. but it's still pretty <laughs> spectacular to see from the ground. Yeah, yeah. So, dress whenever, warm, though. whenever
1: you dress or whenever you go up, uh, my thoughts will be with you, <laughs> uh, but I'll probably stay down or put some balloons on the house and do it up style, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, my Let Me Learn You Something for the Week is actually going to talk through the Mandela Effect. Do you know anything about that? I do not. All right. So, the Mandela Effect goes all the way back to 1991, where um, I, I I guess some type of publication uh, published that Nelson Mandela passed away in 1991. Here's the thing. He didn't pass away for another decade or so. Uh, but it's so like, it was so believed that people were like, Oh yeah, yeah. Like I witnessed that. I, I know like he, he passed away. He, he wasn't alive then. And they even published it like in like a history book or something or in a state book uh, uh, for South Africa and stuff like that. Uh, so a lot of people were just under the like, mindset that oh yeah this happened in 1991 even though it never happened uh the same thing happened uh with this movie called shazam have you ever heard of the movie shazam <laughs> yes i have yeah have you ever seen the movie shazam i've seen parts of it you've seen the movie shazam yes okay what is the movie shazam about oh gosh uh or who's in it Shaq. okay yeah <laughs> you're talking about kazam
0: oh dang. okay yeah so no, i haven't seen it yeah
1: then. Kazam has Shaq and we man, men, we genies. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah so. I was like, it's
0: about a genie,
1: but <laughs> yeah. I do not know what else to say. Yeah, so <laughs> Shaq is in that. However, uh, people in the world believe that a movie called Shazam exists and it has Sinbad in it never was a thing never ever ever was a thing this is just something that a lot of people believe uh happened and here's the thing that really upsets me there are some people that are out there playing with people's emotions and they photoshopped a kazam cover to be shazam and put sinbad on it and stuff like that so a lot of people are like oh yeah it exists look someone sold the vhs tape and other people are like Make man news. right and other people are like no nah, man, you can't convince me i saw the movie when i was younger like i know it existed no matter, like Sinbad, even went on a record, recorded videos and say, "No nah, man, never existed. The movie never existed. You could say that you saw it. I never was in this movie ever because it never existed." People are like, "No, nah, no, nah, he's lying. Like it existed. I've seen it. I, I'm a big fan of Shazam. It was a great movie. It was like." You're a liar. Like, y'all are buying into this Mandela effect. It it never happened. So you just need to kill it right here, right now. Stop sharing these false memories and trying to spread them because you just got to confuse even more people. So I'm mad at the person that photoshopped the image because now it's getting even more people to say, oh, no, it was really a thing. Uh, And then a lot of people are putting out clickbait like, oh, yeah, Sinbad finally admits that this happened, even though he says... No, it never happened. So like that. So uh, that is the Mandela effect. It's a lot of things. It's a lot of concepts where people believe something happened and they refuse to believe that it never happened. There's a general consensus behind some of this because it's spread so wide. Uh, But I think we have reached the end of another episode of Life Since Fourth Grade. I appreciate you all for listening. I appreciate you, Tommy, for coming in and joining me. Is there any special
0: shout outs that you would like to do on the podcast while you have this platform? Uh, I would say if Sam is listening, because I know she's a big listener as well. Shout out to Sam. Hopefully the move went well and. Uh Hope to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. Uh Sam from Colorado,
1: DJ Sammy High, uh, and her husband Cal. Cal. Yeah. So enjoy the move out there. You know, Provost Mason, the current provost of mm-hmm. K State, is also moving out to Colorado. I did not know. Yeah, that. yeah. Fort Collins, I believe. Oh, she's
0: also at Colorado State. Yeah,
1: yeah. So she's moving out there um and is retiring. So she's not oh, gonna so do not anything. Colorado State, right, just right, right. Living out in a college yeah, town, yeah, land and stuff. Yeah, cool Oh, before I end the podcast I would like for everyone to know That I tried to record a interview With my nephew while I was here So Baby Van was recently in Manhattan With my mom And um, I spent some time with them Mackenzie met him and everything. McKenzie tried to teach him. Well, Mackenzie actually taught him a new way of running, and that's like I don't know if you're familiar with uh, like um, what is it like anime and this show called Naruto or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like running with your hands back and leaning forward or whatever. Mm-hmm. So every time he saw her, he would basically do the run where he's like leaning forward or whatever. And she'd be like, "Come on, uh, come on, Van, run!" And then he's like, "Yeah!" And like running off like oh, it. Makes a sound effect. Oh too. yeah, like he. That He's a king of sound effects. And, um, like, I don't know. The thing is, when you have babies around or infants or children, I don't know what you call his age, young adolescents around, um, they you realize how weird you may be because they mimic everything. So there was one time where I'm just sitting on the sofa playing, like the PlayStation or whatever, and there's this one thing where you have to tap buttons, like, pretty fast and consecutive or whatever. Uh, so I'm holding a controller and I'm just tapping really fast and, like, Whenever you tap really fast, like, you're trying to, like, move your thumbs fast, but then you end up shaking really fast, and, like, you're, like, making these facial things, right. and, and, like, making these noises, like, cool, cool, because you have to do it for, like, 30 seconds or so. Uh, so, I'm over there playing, and I'm doing it at this point, and then the baby is sitting right in front of me, then all of a sudden, I see him, like, put his hands up, and he's, like, shaking, he's like, ah! And I was like, oh, man, this looks dumb. (laughs) Uh, But I was trying to teach him how to walk softly around the apartment because I live on the second floor. And he's just so heavy footed. Like, he'll walk around like. And like, it just I'm pretty sure that annoyed everyone that's listening. (laughs) But it would I'm pretty sure it annoyed the people under me. Uh, So I was just walking around like, hey, man, you got to walk real soft. Like, walk like this like whispering to him and walking softly or whatever he starts to, he starts to walk around like wow and then, like, next thing you know, he starts stumbling, like, huh? huh? I was like, no! that be the whole purpose! of so like this! Like, I'm just getting, like, yeah, like quiet yelling at him or whatever. But I enjoyed the time. And all I have to say is that I actually recorded an interview with him. Or I tried to record an interview with him. But babies have the attention of goldfish. Uh, mm-hmm. So we would start talking and stuff like that. He gets up, starts running through the apartment. I'm like, uh, okay, and then he just runs back and I'm like, hey, like, you still want to talk in the microphone or whatever? I also notice that whenever I'm talking to him, I don't really talk in, like, a regular voice. It's more like, hey, baby van, like, what's going on? And it's still like that, like, mm-hmm. it sounds real weak. Your voice like, goes Yeah, higher yeah, yeah, and
0: I'm like, hey,
1: hey, little guy, come, you, you want to talk? And so like that, so it feels weird, like, I, I wanted to put it out there to the world. Here's the thing, I think I might just save that and wait until he becomes, like, now he's two years old, so that was a one-year-old interview, so each year I want to try to have a series oh, to where cool. he can see himself grow up through the years and whatnot. Uh, so now that he's two, I think it'll probably be better if I give him some weeks to let him learn some more new words or whatever, uh, and maybe he'll probably... chill out a little bit more uh but yeah so that one might not see the light of day (laughs) like it was i'm (laughs) telling you it was trash and tragic at the same time i might put a piece of it at the end of this just to like give the listeners a a brief in insight uh what i had to deal with uh but we will see but the next interview that i do with him hopefully more words more content something he could probably look back on in the future but all that to say I'm running over on time now. I think we've been here an hour and 14 minutes, so let's just go ahead and call it there. Thank you all for listening. I will be back. I want to say next week, but I lied last time I said that, so (laughs) I'll be back in the future with another episode. I want to try to do another one next week, but thank you for listening. Hello? 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 I don't even know how this is going to work out because you don't know too many words. (laughs) You know what words you do know? Bye-bye, then. (laughs) Bye-bye, See? You know that pretty well. Say thank you. Thank you. Thank
0: you.